Well, hello there. It is day six of dry January, and that means that it is episode six of the Going Alcohol-Free podcast. I'm Lise. I'm your host, and I just wanted to see how is it going for you guys? How is dry January going? How are you feeling? Uh, Are you guys doing your check-in every single day? Remember, you're going to ask yourself, did I stay dry yesterday? And you're going to rate how you're feeling right now on a scale of one to 10. 10 is feeling wonderful. One is not so good. So remember to do that every day because when we go back and look at our journey for the last 30 days, it's going to help you make your decision and help you evaluate your relationship with alcohol. So remember to be doing that every single day. If you haven't been doing that, go back and think about each day, day one through five, uh, did you drink? I'm sorry. Did you stay dry? And how do you feel? Okay. Make sure that you guys are doing that. Today, we're going to be going over some things that I think you all might be facing through as dry January continues and because it's the weekend. So very important for me to go over these things because I think they'll be very, really helpful for you. But first, what I want to remind you is that dry January is all about wisdom and health. That's what it's about. It's not about weakness or guilt. So if anybody is making you feel um, shame or anything like that because you're doing a dry January, no way. It's all about health and wisdom. And I just want to applaud you for doing this dry January. I'm so proud of you. And also, I will try not to bump my table or my microphone because I know yesterday's episode, I had bumped it and yeah, I apologize for that. So I'm going to be very conscious of not bumping the table or the microphone. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I even put it up higher here. Uh, And I wanted to thank Tom for leaving the very first comment on my podcast on YouTube. And Tom says, let's see here. He said, excellent timing for the inspirational podcast. Thank you for your candor. You're very welcome. I really appreciate your comment. Thank you. And if you all are leaving any comments or anything like that, yes, I want to read them out and celebrate you all as well. So thank you so much. All right. So I did receive a message from a, a, a woman who is going to a wedding tomorrow and wants to drink. What should she do? That's what she she wants to drink some wine, but she's not sure what she should, what she should do or how she or how she should handle that. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about feeling lost and left out, and boredom. What to do when you're feeling bored? Hey, it's the weekend. Maybe you were feeling bored. You're like, what do I do? And crappy sleep and drinking rituals and strong associations that are making you want to drink. So let's get into that. If you are going to a wedding or to an event over the weekend or any time in this month of January and you know that you do want to drink, just know that that's okay. Your your dry January is now turning into a dry-ish January and that is perfectly fine. But what I highly recommend that you consider doing is setting an intention, which we are already doing every single day, that's in episode one, We are setting an intention, a daily intention for zero drinks. But if you do plan to drink, you're going to set an intention for how many drinks and what it is that you want to drink. So if you are going to drink wine, 
then you're going to set your intention. I will be drink. I will drink wine today, two glasses. Boom. Your decision is already made for yourself and you no longer have to think about it. When you go to the wedding, you already know you will be drinking two glasses of wine. Again, this is just an example, two glasses of wine, and you can decide how long and drawn out you want those, you want it to last. Do you want to drink it all at first? Or do you want it to last throughout the wedding? So you decide, set an intention, how much drinks, how many drinks do you want and what it is that you want to drink. And that is, you've set a plan, you've set your intention, done. You don't have to think about it anymore. No decision fatigue is going to be playing a part in your decisions to drink at the event, or at the wedding or at the event, if any of you are planning to drink. Definitely consider using this um, as, as a way to help you stay on track for your now dryish January. All right. I hope you find that helpful. Let me know. Let us know how it goes. All right. Feeling lost and left out. I know that if you are going to social events and you are not drinking and you are around your drinking friends, you may be feeling lost. You may be feeling left out. Why are you feeling that way? Remember, a feeling is a vibration. It's a sensation that we are feeling in our body. Stress, overwhelm, left out. It, it's just, it's something that, that we're feeling. And when we are feeling something, it's not because of the event that is happening. It's not because we are not drinking. It's because we are thinking about not drinking with our friends. So what is the thought? What is that sentence in your mind that you are thinking that is causing you to feel left out or lost? I want you to really think about that. What what is that? Is it that your friends are I mean I I'm just trying to think of something that you might be thinking. Your friends are having fun and more fun than you are and you're not because I know that um at one point in 2019 I believe I stopped drinking for about 90 days I think it was I mean I wasn't even tracking it and I remember feeling left out and I was thinking like I'm missing out on fun because I associate drinking with having fun like that's that's what my brain I've programmed my brain I had programmed my brain to think drinking is fun. And when I'm drinking, I'm having fun and nothing else matters at that time. When I have a little buzz going on, nothing matters. So be aware of your thoughts that you're thinking because that is the, that is why you are feeling left out. It's not because you're not drinking. So remember in episode three, I gave you that mindfulness tool of above the line and below the line. And you could consider that thought, you know, I'm not having fun because um, I'm not drinking or I'm not able to drink. Well, you can drink if you want to, but think about that as a, you're catching yourself below the line. And then you can think a different thought of, you know what, it's going to be so worth it in the morning when I don't wake up with a hangover and all my friends do. So go back and listen to episode three if you all haven't um, 
listen to that because I talk about this mindfulness tool above the line, below the line, and what it is doing. It is helping us become aware of our thoughts. That is the key in my mind to mindfulness is becoming aware of our thoughts and coming back to the present moment because so many of us live in the future and in the past. We don't live right now in the present moment. So coming back to the present moment, yes, I might think that I'm missing out on fun, but I'm really not because I'm really enjoying myself. And tomorrow I am not going to wake up with a hangover. I'm going to wake up feeling amazing. So hopefully that is helpful for you if you are feeling lost or left out. So now let's talk about boredom. If you are feeling bored, and I can tell you that that was one of the things that I really struggled with when I was in drinking. I was feeling bored because I had, I didn't know what to, how to fill that time. What I want you to consider doing is discovering what fun is for you without alcohol. What does fun look like for you without alcohol? Think about it. I know that fun for me is just honestly, I know this is going to sound really strange, but it's just being present in my life. That is so much fun for me. I think because I kind of missed out on so much of my life from having a buzz that, you know what? I'm just enjoying being present in the moment, enjoying my life. I am 50 years old now and you know what? Time is going by so fast. How much more time do I have left on this earth? I don't know, but I'm going to enjoy and remember every single minute of it. So that's why I want to encourage you to please consider discovering what fun looks like for you. Now, take the time to think about that. Maybe write some things down. Maybe it's taking up a new hobby. Maybe it's really diving into meditation. Um, Again, I don't know what fun looks like for you. It could be I don't know. It could be changing jobs. It could be taking up a hobby. There's so many things that discovering what fun looks like for you, it it could be. So, you know, I'm just trying to throw out some ideas for for you if you're feeling bored. Remember, boredom, it's just, I mean, we can't touch or or see it or or feel it. It's just something that we're thinking. So we're thinking thoughts that are creating this feeling of boredom in our life, okay? So all we have to do is catch ourselves when we're thinking, God, this is so bored, I don't know what to do, and be like, yes, but I have so many options. I have so many things that I can be doing. What do I want to do with my time? So again, hopefully that is helpful for you. And now let's talk about crappy sleep. It's day six. Some of you may be sleeping like babies, and some of you may be experiencing very crappy sleep. I get it. It's not going to last forever. But remember, your body is kind of detoxing. Your your liver, your heart, uh, everything is kind of just resetting itself, and you may not be getting the best sleep. Now, I'm not a doctor or anything, so I don't have any science reasons behind it. I'm sure that there are some. But what I want to do is give you a mindfulness tool here 
And that is to accept and allow. Accept and allow. You're going to accept the fact that you're sleeping really crappy right now. And you're going to allow yourself to take naps if you need one. You're going to allow yourself to be tired. You're going to allow yourself to get the rest that it needs to recover. So you're going to just accept the crappy sleep and allow that you're going to take the time to get the naps in, do whatever it is, whatever your body is asking for, that's what you're going to give it. So accept and allow. Think about that. You can use that for so many that thought process, that mindfulness tool for so many things. I accept this situation that I cannot change. I accept it. And I am going to allow myself to feel the feelings that I'm feeling and know that this feeling will pass. Will pass. All right. Accept and allow. We will talk more about accept and allow and more mindfulness tools in the future. So stay tuned for that. And lastly, drinking rituals and strong associations. So for example, if you were walking into a restaurant and you normally order a bottle, a special bottle of wine or a glass of wine or a drink, and now you are, you know, you're going to that same restaurant, you are going to have a very strong association with drinking that glass of wine or whatever it is with going to that restaurant. Or maybe it's cleaning around your house and you normally have that, you know, that cocktail when you're cleaning the house today or on Sunday, you know, it's the weekend. So on today or tomorrow, that's normal because you've programmed your brain to, it's like a software program where we've programmed our brain to associate that when we do this, we do that. And it's going to take time to unprogram your brain for and making the change. Let me share what I did. I had a very strong association with going when I was go to any restaurant. I had to order something to drink, a wine, a glass of wine, or a if it was brunch. I mean, I had to plan our restaurants that we were going to to make sure that if it was brunch, that they served mimosas or um, Prosecco or champagne. Like I, I needed to make sure that that, that that restaurant was serving that. And I remember when I was cutting back, I was on my, like a cutting back journey. I, like I said, I didn't even know that I wasn't, that I was on this cutting back journey going to non-alcohol, but I decided, I made a decision that I no longer wanted to drink in restaurants. So that was kind of like one of the first things that I made a change to. I was still drinking at the, at home, but not in restaurants. And it was so difficult to break this association and break this habit, this habit and this program that I had programmed in my mind. But what I would do is I would go into the restaurant and I would feel the urge to drink and I would notice it. It is, this is an urge. This is what it feels like to have an urge or a trigger or an association. And I would allow it to be there. And I would still order a glass of water. And now in restaurants, all I drink is water or um, seltzer, you know, um, sparkling water. 
And that's it. And I don't even think about it anymore. I don't even think about ordering a glass of wine. Should I? Should I not? Or a margarita? Or I don't even think about it anymore. It doesn't even cross my mind. I have reprogrammed my brain and my body to not associate drinking with going out to eat. I don't even think about it anymore. So when you are cleaning the house or when you are um, going into that restaurant or going into happy hour with your friends or whatever you are associating drinking with, it's going to be very uncomfortable when you first start. I'm just telling you, it's going to be uncomfortable because if you're used to drinking, like you're going to feel that urge, you're going to feel that trigger, you're going to want it, and you're just going to notice it in your body. This is what an urge feels like, but I am stronger than my urges. I know that it's going to pass by like a wave. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to notice it. I feel it in my body. I like This is what it feels like to have an urge. And I think I talked about this also in day four. So you might want to check uh, episode four where I talked about triggers. And, and, and so we're just going to allow the urge. We're going to allow it. We're going to be stronger than our urge, but we're not going to suppress it. We're going to just notice it and be like, ah, yes, this is what an urge feels like. Kind of like when you're hungry and you know that you're like, oh, yes, this is what a hunger pang feels like. Same thing, same thing. And that is going to help you reprogram your brain. The more that you can just notice it, accept it, allow it, don't push it away, the easier it's going to be for you to disassociate drinking with that thing that you do. All right, you guys. So hopefully all of this is helpful for you. I know I said that a lot um, (laughs) throughout this episode, so I will work on that. And hopefully I did not bump my microphone. I, again, am being very conscious about not bumping the table or the microphone so that it doesn't make that noise in your ear. You guys have a wonderful day. It's the weekend. And I will see you all for tomorrow, Sunday. And uh, again, feel free to reach out, send, put a comment underneath my YouTube video because this is on YouTube. It's also on your favorite podcast player or send me an email at least at leastlively.com and I'm going to I'll address it on the podcast on the podcast as well. Right. Thank you so much for being here. Bye for now.